This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. If it's passed, bounced, or hit, we're talking about it. All sports talk is on News Radio WGNS. Sponsored by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Insel. Here to help life go right. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Hall, helping families since 1880. First Bank, serving Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. Parks Auction Company, committed to auction excellence. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. Greg Hall at City Auto Sales. And the Blue Raider Insider Report is sponsored by Mike Tanzel and My Team Insurance. Steve Rucker with RAI Advisors. And Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. We've got your local sports fix. It's All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS. Welcome into All Sports Talk on this Monday afternoon. Tim Tackett along with the old pro, Nick Palmer. We're going to talk some baseball first and a little bit of basketball, then football, then whatever comes up. Uh, I didn't mention hockey. But, uh, you mentioned uh, coming in. And long road trip back yesterday. It's been a really tough stretch for the Blue Raider baseball team the last couple of weeks, hasn't it? Yes, it really has. And... Uh, only four conference games remaining to get some some very necessary work done. And that necessary work is qualifying for the postseason tournament. Aside from just the, the painfully obvious, they played two really good opponents the last two weekends. Uh, is, is there something beyond that that, that, that has posed the, uh, the eight-game streak, that, conference streak that, that's been uh, no wins the last two weekends? You know, I don't think so. I, the the competition, uh, and we we were, I guess, unfortunate to catch these two top twenty. Now I'm talking about top twenty in the country sure. teams on back to back weekends, and and losing uh, eight games in a row, four to each team, and there were two one run games in that first series and one 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 run game and the series just completed so it's you know we were we were competing but we weren't winning i think back to a bunch of years ago where middle tennessee baseball seemed like they were like eighth or ninth or tenth i can't remember i think a sunbelt went into tournament and won it uh softball team not but a couple or three years ago were very low, I say fairly low seated, and won it. So there is something to be said about if you're in it, you got a chance to win it. Uh, and I've said all along, and you, you can comment on this, and I wish you would, that the one thing I felt like the Middle Tennessee baseball team had was some pitching depth, which will serve you well in a tournament situation where you got double elimination. You're going to you have to you have to have a lot, a lot of arms. Am I right, wrong, or indifferent about that? Well, yeah, when you get into tournament play, double elimination tournament play, you've got to have pitching because you don't have much time between games. And uh, you, you've got to have more than one or two pitchers. Or, you know, most teams back then were playing three-game series, had three good pitchers. Yeah. Well, you got to have more than that in a, yeah. in a tournament. So. Well, and, and that, that plays into the idea that you've got to first make sure they're all healthy. You never know when you got an arm that goes bad or whatever. So... Bottom line is, Dick, when they make the tournament, let's just be optimistic that that's the case. 
Do they have any kind of shot at all? Oh, I think so. If you know, we haven't we haven't had a whole lot of, of thing of, of good bounces, and and one of the things you have to have in baseball sometimes to win games is some luck, and uh, about all the luck we've had has been bad luck. So well, you know, it's that way in everything in sports, and, and frankly, a lot of that's got to do with life. I mean, I look back to my life experience. I bet you got a few times too that there's some turns in the road and, and good fortune bounced the right way. You. You did something you shouldn't have done and you didn't get caught at it or it didn't come up and bite you the way it could have. And uh, it sometimes works the other way around. But, uh, you know, that's there's no question about that. Uh, the luck of the draw, the luck of the bounce, the luck of the wind, the luck of the whatever the play might be. I think baseball, more than any other sport, mirrors life as it unfolds and as it happens. And, uh, no, you're right about that. Uh, you, you can – you can make the best play in the world and uh, and not get rewarded for it and you can boot one and somehow turn it into uh, turn it into something good. So. I don't recall who was playing Dick, but I was watching some baseball over the weekend and the very thing was mentioned by the broadcaster. A guy comes up and bloops one over the second baseman's head, got hit on the fist, had no business getting the base hit but did. Next guy drills a shot to the left fielder, right at him. Well hit ball, well struck ball. If he had to move three feet either side, he probably couldn't have caught the baseball. So, so you, you just don't know. That's part of the, the pleasure I, I get in watching baseball, the mystique about it. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the, the things that when, when you go to a ball game, and I've been to hundreds, hundreds, there's the likelihood that you're going to see something that day that you've never seen before because these things just happen. Yeah. I had the opportunity to uh, broadcast a no-hitter on Saturday, and I haven't – I was trying to recall. I think maybe I have done that in the past, but I could not remember when. The Southern Mississippi pitcher was not an overpowering pitcher, but he mixed his fastball, which was good enough, in with a lot of off-speed and breaking pitches, and uh, he just he just threw seven no-hit innings, and seemingly never worked up a sweat. All right, Dick, let's uh, take our first break. We'll come back and kind of carry out this conversation, talk a little bit about middle Tennessee softball as well. High school baseball, softball, soccer are all in the uh, district tournament mode, moving on, and the middle schools even have teams moving on to the state tournament play next week in sectional play. It's going to take a break. We'll be right back with All Sports Talk. McCabe Vision Center, we have added a full cosmetic line to the services that we provide. Dr. Craig McCabe. Brighten up your face and make yourself look 10 years younger. Call McCabe Vision Center. 
Dr. Craig McCabe at McCabe Vision Center. Look 10 years younger, we have added laser treatments. McCabe Vision Center on Heritage Park Drive, just off Memorial, behind SunTrust Bank. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas' Restaurants. One of the places I love to eat out the most and still be able to do so and maintain a healthy weight is at Demas's. You can get those options on the menu online at www.demasrestaurants.com. You can make the decisions that you want to make before you come in. We have options ranging from grilled chicken to fish. You can get it with a side of green beans or spinach or even zucchini. Please have your family join our family for lunch or dinner at Demas's. Hello again, and this is Lenny Farmer, funeral pre-planner for Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home and Cremation Services. I know, I know, you have a lot of questions concerning how to plan for those final days. It can be stressful, but it doesn't have to be as stressful and won't be when you get your questions answered way in advance. That's what I'm here for. Call me with any questions you have about your personal funeral needs. With 25 years of experience in this industry, I can help you put your questions to rest. Call me at 615-893-2422. At State Farm, when home and auto work as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call. Call at 615-890-0850 and let me show you with discounts up to 40%. You may find it even costs less. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back into All Sports Talk. Dreary Monday, Dick. Uh, we've had some weather issues that really plagued our high schools and middle school uh, tournament action this past week. Seven to ten day forecast looks like that may, may be out of the way, which would be great because uh, I, I know it's very difficult to get these tournaments in. And, and uh, if you're a tournament director in particular, you really have some stress on yourself. Yeah, and it's that time of year. I couldn't believe when I when I went outside this morning how chilly it oh, was. Oh my word! Yeah, we were we were in uh, mid 80s down in down in South Mississippi over the weekend, and we come back here and it's uh, just barely over 50 degrees this morning. So uh, for those for those district games uh, tonight, which I think are going to be uh, broadcast uh, here on WGNs later on, but for those games, uh, you better wear a jacket and wrap up a little bit. I bet they'll figure that out, Dick, on the way out to the ballpark. <laughs> uh, l- let's go back to middle baseball for just a second. Eight-game losing streak, very good teams. What's Jim Toman able to do to keep the spirits of that ball club up and, and make sure that they don't, uh, don't, don't get into that loser mentality? Well, the main thing that he, that he likes about the team is that they compete very hard. We, you know, we're down 9-1 to one going into the last inning 
yesterday and and uh, come up and and crack two solo home runs, get two more singles, uh, score two more runs, and you know made it uh, a ball game when we'd just been completely down the whole game. He just likes the way the team competes. He said uh, he said if they keep doing that and keep playing the way they have been, we'll we'll be in the tournament. Uh, the team we have coming in is below us in the standings, but we've got to do something to uh, put some games in the win column. One thing's for sure. They start every game at 0-0. That's right? right. That's right. So what happened last game or last week doesn't matter a whole lot. Let's go back to the no-hitter part of things. You mentioned uh, the Southern Mississippi uh, pitcher not overpowering and, and shifting things around. He was last. A- go ahead. No, I'm just going to say he was a he's a sixth year senior. Been there six years. This is his sixth year. He got one redshirt season. He got an extra year from uh, the COVID, yeah, the yeah. shortened season. So it's he had already beaten Middle Tennessee three times previous to this year. So we had he was no stranger. <laughs> I was going to lead into Wade Miley, the, the, the last no hitter yep. pitch in Major League Baseball. Cincinnati did that on us. Friday night, I guess it was. I think they said his average fastball that night was 86 or 87 miles per hour. Right. And in this day and time, that's not very fast. Now, to no. me or you standing at, at the plate would probably kind of get our attention. But that is not overpowering at all. But uh, Dick, he had one ball. And I watched the uh, entire uh, synopsis of the thing. He had one ball that was hit hard enough that you really should have said that, that maybe should have been a base hit. Yeah. It didn't happen either. He was overpowering in a unoverpowering way. Well, I had the opportunity. You know, you mentioned a minute ago, every game starts 0-0. The game I had Friday night ended 0-0 after nine innings. Mm -hmm. So we go go into the 10th inning, and I think Southern Miss starting pitcher had pitched a complete game and had given up only like three hits and struck out 16 in nine innings. They changed pitchers, and uh, our pitcher, uh, who was Trent Siebert, who was normally our number four pitcher, but they uh, started him on Friday just trying to change things around. Sure. And, and he pitched a scoreless ball, seven and two-thirds, and brought in our best reliever, our closer. And he got out of the eighth inning and pitched a scoreless ninth inning. So we go to the tenth inning, and it's still nothing to nothing. And we, we have that crazy rule where they put a runner on second base. Right. And uh, so we, we, get our, we get our runner in. In fact, we, we, uh, we squeeze the run in. And we're one to nothing going into the bottom of the 10th inning. And uh, it was crazy. They, they put their runner on second base. Their batter hits a ground ball to the right side like you're supposed to do and advances the runner to third. So he's there with one out. So middle pulls the infield in to try to cut off that tying run. Yes. The batter hits a ground ball just past the pitcher's mound. Second baseman has to move toward the base to get it. And when he picks it up, he's a little off balance. And his throw to the plate was off the mark and the run scored. It wasn't an error. Uh, it was called a fielder's choice. So they, they have tied the game at one to one with one out and a runner at first. And then the next batter gets hit by a pitch. First and second with one out. Yeah. And then the next batter hits a ground ball into the hole 
between third and short and we knock it down to hold the bases loaded. So now they've got the bases loaded with one out and their number seven hitter who's hitting less than 200 comes to the plate and hits a fly ball to right field. And of course our outfielders were playing shallow to try and prevent the sacrifice. What you're trying to say, Dick, is they produced two runs out of almost nothing. Uh, Out of almost nothing. You are exactly right. And that runner at second base was the key to it. But they scored the winning run on that sacrifice line. They won the game 2-1. It does seem, in in their case, and I've seen other teams the same way, if you score five, they score six. If you score none, they score one. Or the other way around. If you're able to hold them to one run, uh, you you give up two. As as opposed to the eight runs we scored last night in an 8-7 loss, or 9-8 loss, we can't use today in a one to nothing loss. Yeah, just like the Braves game the other night. They're down three to one, bottom of the ninth inning with two outs and a runner on, and, and Sandoval pinch hitting with two strikes, two outs, and he hits a home run to tie the game. They go in extra innings, scoreless 10th. Uh, Philadelphia, I guess it's Philadelphia they were playing, gets a run in the 11th. The Braves come back and get, get a run and tie it. Philadelphia gets three in the top of the 12th and the Braves come back and get four to win it. It was an amazing game. I didn't get to see it, but I I, I read the details of it. Middle Tennessee softball will move into tournament play here soon as well. Uh, they've had a, a little bit of an up and down year as well. And Jeff Breeden, like any coach, Jeff, just let's just be playing our best baseball or best softball at this time of the year, and that's hopefully where, where they're going to be. Yeah, they're. Uh, I think they, they swept FIU this, this past weekend, I think, and they'll go into the uh, end of the tournament, which is up in uh, Bowling Green, Western's hosting. They'll go in there uh, with feeling pretty good about themselves. We'll get into middle, excuse me, uh, high school baseball and softball a bit, but let me just mention quickly that uh, for the first year ever, Middle schools are going to play to a state tournament. You know, I did not realize that. And they've been doing it in basketball for about three years now, I think, three or four. This is the first year for baseball, softball. Uh, track is, uh, excuse me, cross country has had that for a, a, a while where they run a state meet as well. But uh, we've got teams advancing in uh, middle school baseball, Christiana and Stewart's Creek. Middle schools will advance and play tomorrow and uh, in the first round of the sectional. And in softball, Siegel and Stewart's Creek Middle Schools will move on. So uh, best of luck to them. The, 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 the big difference in baseball and softball, and you well know this, Dick, in high school for sure, middle schools for sure, is pitch count. Not only do you want to make sure that you got your arms fresh, in the, the way the rules are at the youth level, at that level is the rules tell you how long that pitcher can pitch. So when he, he's pitched that 85, 85th pitch, he's got to come out. And somebody else has got to pitch, and it's blah 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 blah, and it goes on and on and on. You really have to have some pitching. Depth. I didn't. I I don't. Uh, I didn't know there were, were there are there rules for softball also. No, no, that's the reason I'm saying the difference. Those kids get out there and they they can throw 200 pitches. Sure, sure. It's not unusual to see a softball pitcher pitch a doubleheader one day, turn around, and pitch a game the next, pitch a doubleheader the next day. I mean, it, I, I'm sure that's maybe not the most. Uh, best way to do things, but uh, yeah, there's no, there is no pitch count softball. That that's my point, I guess. Two really different games in lots of different ways. Yeah, in my la- my last few years coaching youth baseball, uh, little league put in the uh, the pitch count rule. I had a little bit of trouble adapting to that, but you just. But don't you think it's a good idea? 
Yeah, I, deep down, I really do. <laughs> you know, coaching, I don't like it. <laughs> it's kind of one of those things like the uh, the portal rule that we're talking, we may discuss here after I, the break. It, it's 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 a rule that probably is good for the player in in some ways, but Dick, it's really going to change the level of the game a lot. I left the pitcher in too long one time, and I've always regretted that. I know he was well over 100 pitches, and and it was a game that went extra innings and. Uh, I just, I, I just should have taken him out, but I didn't. He was, he was still throwing pretty good, but I know it affected his arm. It's, it's always, that's always been in the back of my mind. Chip Walters will summarize Blue Raider sports right after this, as we get to the Blue Raider Insider Report on All Sports Talk. When traffic's horrendous, when the weather's bad, be the first to get the news, traffic, and weather you want with a text alert from News Radio WGNS. Free text alert. Sign up online at WGNSRadio.com. Buying a quality pre-owned vehicle from City Auto is the smartest car buying decision you can make. Hear what our customers have to say. Here at City Auto, the experience was great. We were in and out. You're not going to be hassled. They come in, they gave me a price. Greg Hall at City Auto Sales. City Auto is our largest inventory lot right there. We have financing. So come by and see us or just check them out there on the website, cityauto.com. Check out all of those vehicles. City Auto, the wholesale auto mall shop where the dealer shop. In Rutherford County, you know how much it means to have neighbors you can count on. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris, here to help life go right when you combine home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-893-1417. Every team knows which play can be the winning move. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris, here to help life go right by combining your home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-893-1417. It's a winning move that saves you time and money. It's time. Show your true blue. Blue Raiders. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters. Sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance, Steve Rucker and RAI Advisors, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Go Blue Raiders. When you think insurance, think Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance 200 South Lowry in Smyrna. Rayburn is an independent agency, so Wayne will shop multiple national companies to make your best insurance deal. It's personal with Wayne, whether working in community, schools, or insurance. Trust Wayne Blair, your full-service insurance agent. 390-8476. Wayne Blair, Rayburn Insurance, 390-8476. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com.
Well, good afternoon, everybody, and let's talk Blue Raider baseball. It has not been a good two weeks for Jim Toman's team as the Blue Raiders have now dropped eight consecutive Conference USA games. But believe it or not, the Blue Raiders are still sitting in exactly the same spot in the standings as they were this time a week ago. The Raiders lost the final game of the series at Southern Miss 9-5. to Southern Miss uh, went into the weekend ranked number 19 in the country. The Blue Raiders dropped another uh, one-run game in this series at Southern Miss and never quit in the ball games. They could just never get hitting and pitching uh, together. Middle now 21 and 25 overall. They are 10 and 17 in Conference USA. And looking at the standings, uh, it looks like it will be the top four teams in each division that will make up the eight-team field. Right now in the East, Charlotte, Old Dominion, and FAU look to be kind of on cruise control along with Western Kentucky. So really, the, the, the top four of the East are going to make the tournament. In the West, Southern Miss and Louisiana Tech and UTSA are going to make the tournament. Then you have four teams fighting for one spot. Middle Tennessee leads that group, middle right now in eighth place at 10-17-1, but you have Rice and UAB in the west and FIU in the east, all with nine wins, just a win behind the Blue Raiders uh, in the win column, but uh, middle will host FIU this weekend, so it is a critically huge series coming up for the Blue Raiders. They can take care of their own business, make the tournament, and uh, they don't want to have to rely on anybody else to do anything. All right, in softball, the uh, stage is set for the upcoming Conference USA Championships after Middle defeated FIU two out of three over the weekend. Conference USA has basically, in my opinion, a crazy bracket. The first two rounds are one and done. They're single elimination, but once you get to the semifinals, it becomes a double elimination tournament. Middle Tennessee will play in the first round on Wednesday. They will take on UTSA at noon. If they win that, they move on to second round game later in that day against the homestanding Western Kentucky Hilltoppers, and if they can win that, they get into the double elimination draw. But those first, the first game is an elimination game. The second game is an elimination game. But if they can get to the third round, they have a double elimination. All the information can be found, of course, on GoBlueRaiders.com. Speaking of softball, hard work on the diamond and in the classroom is paid off for Middle Tennessee shortstop Summer Burgess. She was named to the Conference USA All-Academic Team that the league announced earlier today. So congratulations to Summer Burgess. All right, women's volleyball, Coach Chuck Crawford has announced four players that have signed. It's comprised of setter Olivia Phillips, defensive specialist Olivia Lux, middle blocker Michaela Wright, and outside hitter Melissa Noor-Temez. She, uh, all of the information on each of those young ladies can be found on GoBlueRaiders.com. Blue Raider tennis fell to number 22. Two Tulane in the NCAA regionals down in Oxford, Mississippi. The Blue Raiders dropped the doubles point and could not gain any ground there and lost to Tulane four to nothing. But a great year for Jimmy Borndame and his squad. And Middle Tennessee men's basketball picked up a couple of exciting signees over the weekend. They included uh, T. Fowl Leonard, who is a six-seven wing, three-star prospect and ranked number one eleven in the country as a prep player. 
here. They have him and also a graduate transfer from Stephen F. Austin by the name of uh, Cameron Johnson. He is a six foot four. 215-pound guard who will be playing his fifth year of college basketball. You can find all the information on all of these stories on GoBlueRaiders.com. At Creekside Assisted Living of Murfreesboro, we provide excellence in service while maintaining the dignity of our residents in a home-like atmosphere. Come see our new community, which includes bistros, salons, a library, and spacious activity areas. A kind, friendly, and well-trained staff can help residents with the daily activities of life. Locally owned by Blue Raider alumni Tim Keach and Kent Ayer, find out more about Creekside Assisted Living, 895-3002, or online at www.creeksideassistedliving.com. Hi, I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty Bob Lamb and Associates. You might know me as the voice of the Blue Raiders, but I want you to know me as your realtor. Whether you're buying or selling, it's time to choose Chip. Do you have a growing family? Are you thinking about downsizing? Are you relocating to Middle Tennessee? Well, it's time to choose Chip. Go to my website, choosechip.net. There you'll find a dynamic home search engine plus a ton of other features that'll help you during your search. If you're looking for a realtor that's professional and has your best interest at heart, it's time to choose Chip. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Back into all sports talk on this Monday. Dick Palmer, the old pro, is with me as we talked uh, some baseball and softball in the front half of this thing. Uh, major leagues are moving on, and crowds are beginning to 
be allowed in, in areas to come back more and more and more. It's really good to see crowds at the baseball game oh, I love or it. any events. Yeah, it's great. I think the players love it too. Atlanta, I don't know about Cincinnati, what they're doing, but I know Atlanta opened up to 100%, and they had almost 40,000 the last couple of nights. Well, I don't know. It, it different different states have different uh, mandates, and different teams will do that. Uh, so there, there's still a lot of uh, restrictions in, in some places. But Dick, it's just more fun to go to a ball game when you got a, a, a park that's. Uh, I won't, it doesn't have to be full, but it certainly needs to be there to, in spirit because when you're one of 75 people in the stands, it's kind of hard to get overly excited. Yeah, to me, especially if there's nobody there but you and the cardboard cutouts. <laughs> <laughs> well, Major League Baseball moving on. Uh, You're you, you going to try to take in a game or two this year, you think? I would love to. Uh, my, my kids are kind of bugging me to, to go to Atlanta, so uh, we're, we're going to work out something on that later on. I mentioned uh, the portal beforehand and how the rule has changed. I, I spoke with a former coach yesterday about the rule former coach, I should say, and, and, and his thought. And his face went to about 14 ways to Friday that uh, this is really going to be a tough thing to deal with. And from a coaching standpoint, Middle Tennessee men have signed four players, uh, a couple graduate transfers, a high school kid, a junior college kid. Uh, and and I think their roster is pretty close now, as I see on the website. I think it's got to be close to being at where they need to be. I, they, I think they have 13 now on the roster, and I, I'm not sure what the number is. is. Is that about right? I think it's 15. Is, is the I, th- I know girls, women have a, a couple more scholarships to work with. Uh, Rick Ensel has got two in the port, and uh, I, I'm guessing he might like to get one more or so if he could. Uh, lost two really good players, obviously, in, in uh, the, the Hayes girls that uh, moved on to Mississippi State. But it appears that uh, a couple of good players coming in, one the leading scorer in the state of Indiana, a guard, and then a uh, uh, second player out of Maine, of all places, the University of Maine. Yeah, senior. A graduate transfer there. Uh, doesn't have a great stats, Dick, but uh, a starter for, I think, about three straight years and seemed to be one of those kids that uh, just is the lifeblood of a program. Obviously a team leader who has a lot of experience playing the point guard position, which is uh, which is one of our one of our big uh, holes we have to fill for next year. The question there, of course, and with the guys as well, is is, is any anybody with any size at all really going to be able to make a, a difference? The, the women's team does have, I think, three or four kids that are six three or better. Yeah. Is there is there one of those or two of those that can give us some some? Quality minutes this next year. You think? Well, I think so. I think the uh, I think the young lady from Russia, Koslova, uh, I I think she came along pretty good during the season, and uh, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing her out there quite a bit. The uh, the kid from Canada who is about the same size, uh, also, you know, showed some some flashes last year. The the one thing as a fan, of course. COVID last year kept us away from the gym most of the time anyway, so it, it, it was hard to build any relationship with your players. But since Nick McDevitt has been here for sure, he struggled to keep a – first he had a very small roster, then he had a lot of transfers, then he had a lot of transfers, and now we've lost players to, to the, the portal, game players from the portal. From a fan standpoint, Dick, it's just really difficult to get an identity with your players. And, and that's something that lends to great attendance because – when you have kids that you really like, Giddy Potts was here for four years. You get to know, learn, love Giddy Potts. 
uh, the women's team have had the same kinds of players on, it, on their side too. When when you have players that eight come back and four come in, and then six leave, and graduation graduation's always done that. But right now, not only are you losing graduates, it's very likely you're going to lose three or four kids a year to something on the portal. You know what the vendors say when they're going through the through the gym. Hey, get your programs here, get your programs here. You can't tell the players without a program. Get them right here. <laughs> and that's going to be doubly true, I guess, from now on. Well, I, you know, Nick McDevitt moves into his fourth year, and it, it's very clear that uh, uh, he needs a, a season to, to go well. Oh, yes. Uh, I, you know, they struggled for three years, and the first year or two for sure. We recognize, well, this past year, who knows? I don't see how you build any continuity when you have players in a revolving door, you know, when you have four leaving and four coming in. I, I really don't see how you build any, you know, they call it chemistry or continuity or, or whatever with that kind of movement going on with, with personnel. Well, it will be difficult for sure, but, Dick, I, I think as you recruit, wouldn't you think that you're trying to find – kids that, that are more stable in their life to, to make to have some idea that they're when they come they're going to stay yeah, here they want to play here and want to stay here yeah i think you're right but uh it's hard to know that <laughs> it really is especially with kids that that, that, that are really talented kids i mean it, as you as you know uh you, you as a coach it's important to treat all all your kids the same but let's face it dick if you've got the most talented player they, they sometimes get a little bit more strain. The whole recruiting thing has changed. The whole thing, the, the whole scene is, is entirely different. And coaches have to approach it differently. And some of them have done that uh, without uh, skipping a beat. It's been tougher for some to do it because they're accustomed to the old ways. And uh, whether we like it or not, like you said a while ago, it, it's apparently here to stay. It, it is here to stay. To be sure, Dick, and uh, football has gone through it, and we saw in the recruiting cycle this past year with Rick Stocksville, he was very plain about what he said: "We're we're going to sign fewer high school kids or JUCO kids coming in because we want to leave not just one or two spots, but several spots for portal transfers. That uh, if they come our way, we want to be able to accommodate that." I look at uh, ESPN every morning just to find out what's you know what's happened the night before and what's going on, and and especially on the uh, on the men's and the women's basketball sites almost without fail every day there's there is a headline of a of a grad transfer or a, a, one player transferring to another there was one this morning and transferred from from here to there and almost it's a, it's a daily occurrence i don't see how the coaches keep up with their roster well they'll anymore. have to they'll have to figure it out won't they yeah, they'll I mean, have to. As times change, you've got to figure it out. We saw, uh, am I right, baseball has been in that situation for years. Oh, yeah. Uh, baseball. So this is uh, something they've dealt with, and you don't really hear any hue and cry. Part of that's because they a little bit farther in the background yeah. of, uh, of the awareness of fans. But baseball for years has been able to, if you want to play middle this year and want to play UT next year, you could do that. Yeah. You remember newspapers. Uh, you remember that? <laughs> yes. Those Things that we used to get in the driveway every morning. I understand. Yes, uh, uh, back in the back in the day, the newspapers used to run a little column on the sports page called transactions, and it was small print, 
you really had to uh, you really had to zero in on it if you but but it would give you all the transactions yes. in, in uh, particular in, in Major League Baseball who got traded where who signed blah 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 I think we need a column like that for college athletics now daily transactions well I'm guessing if you googled in daily transactions NCAA basketball you could find it on the web and that's what that's why base that's why newspapers are where they are it is possible for example going back to Wade Miley I'm a Reds fan I've got a red shirt on right now Friday night when I listened into the game once I saw or what took place I was able to go within 30 minutes online to YouTube and see a pitch by pitch that and I didn't see the whole game I just saw all 27 outs and and that's it's pretty neat it's it it's different, in, but uh, there, there are some ways that uh, that becomes a really neat thing to be able to do and see. I watched the whole game on YouTube well, last sure, week. Well, sure, you can do that too, but it's a whole, or you can watch the whole game by watching this and then fast-forwarding another 10 minutes and, and <laughs> you kind of narrow it down. Let's, let's take it our last break. When we come back, uh, Dick Palmer, the old pro, will uh, uh, go into some things with us. I don't know what that's going to be, but we'll stay tuned and find out right here on All Sports Talk. Pizza. You can order Murphy Sproul's favorite pizza online. SirPizzaTN.com. Carry out and delivery for dinner tonight at SirPizzaTN.com. Parks Auction. We handle everything. Whether you're buying or selling a home or whether you're buying or selling commercial property, the auction is just so much easier, quicker, smoother. My wife and I sold our personal home. Parks Auctions helped us with that. The house brought about 20% more than we were going to ask for. Visit our website at parksauction.com to learn more. Hi there, to have a home now, $15. Stan Vaught and the Parks Auction team are proud supporters of local high school and MTSU sports. All sports talk. On News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com.
Welcome back into All Sports Talks. This portion brought to you by First Bank. Offices across the state of Tennessee and several now in Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. Dropped a pile of money in their slot today as we came on to the radio station, Dick. Uh, you know you know, we make multi, multi-million oh, yeah. here in All Sports Talks. Exactly. This is a, a money-making business. It is, that's for sure. <laughs> Dick, uh, we don't talk hockey much, but uh, the Nashville Predators have now made the playoffs, and, and and I think they now are at half capacity at the at the, the Bridgestone Arena. And my understanding is, as they move through the playoffs, if they can play long enough, they're going to get that number back up again. I think if there's a sport that really, really, really relies on fans, it is hockey because they're they're right on top of the play, and uh, the, the Nashville fans are really good. Yeah, they are very good, and uh, I, I was. Uh, you know, keeping my fingers crossed, hoping they would make the playoffs. And a lot of the naysayers had already written them off, I think, a month ago. Said there was no way. But uh, they have uh, they've strapped it on and gone out there and, and, and uh, played winning winning hockey. And well, I can go back to the broadcast, I think, two or maybe three weeks ago on Monday where Jeff Jordan was with me, and he did write the Predators off. So uh, you know it's in it's in vocal mannerism, <laughs> Mr. Jordan. Uh, that, that said, it does put teams in a predicament when you get uh, two weeks or three weeks and you got the trade deadline. Baseball will go through this as well. Yeah. Are you a buyer? Are you a seller? Are you a standstiller? And if you're a seller, uh, you can get some pretty good deals. You get some some return value of draft choices or, or young players, and that's kind of how you make your roster for the next two or three years. So. The question becomes with the Predators, do we take the approach that we need to be stay put or even a buyer so we can get into the playoffs and lose in the first round, which is a lot of, I think, the way that people see this may, may happen, or do we go ahead and chuck this thing in a little bit and, and, uh, and lose some players and move on? It, it, from a general manager's standpoint, I guess that's where they make their money. Yeah, and I've seen a lot of new faces out there. People, look, Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, it's not that I follow them – you know, like I do the Braves, I follow the Braves every game. But the Predators, I will I, uh, used to have season tickets uh, for the Predators back years ago, so I do follow them. But they're they've got so many new faces on on that team, and I think most of it's coming internally. I think from their mm-hmm. from their farm system, and from their uh, drafts, you know, drafting well and that sort of thing. Another GM that's kind of under a little bit of pressure, I'd say John Robinson with the, the Titans. You know, last year's first-round draft choice didn't play a, a, a down of any consequence last year. Now out of NFL football. I mean, that's just almost unheard of that yeah. you draft somebody and it's get un- no, nothing out of them at all. Now the number one draft choice this year has a cloud in some people's mind of injury. Can he bounce back from the back that he had? And, 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 and some people say yes, some say no. Obviously John Robinson says yes, that he can do that. Another player, the day before the draft, they draft a player not knowing apparently that they, that he was going to have a domestic violence uh, charge against him. So you get second-guessed a lot, especially if you've got radio talks like ours on and, and, and whatever takes place in Nashville, New York, and all across the state. You've got a lot of experts that are going to call it, call it in and say this, that, or the other. You just never know until – Two or three years down the road, it's, do you? it's really a crapshoot because uh, you never know what you're going to get on the field. You can look at them, look at film, look at them in person. And I think, uh, I, I think they got to see a lot of these kids play in person at the Senior Bowl, and and 
so they got uh, they got a little bit of an idea of what they could do on the field looking at them in person and uh, but you never know about a kid's uh, how his what kind of character he has he may have a good reputation but uh, still you never know Dick, I know that your affection for baseball goes not just with uh, major leagues, high schools, but minor leagues. And we had uh, I had the privilege last Tuesday of having Bob Jameson here in studio, former broadcaster for the Sounds, and Jeff Hem, the current broadcaster for the Sounds, on by phone uh, talking about that. And, and Jeff brought the point up that minor league baseball has gone through a complete, total renovation of things. Uh, lots of teams have been eliminated. Uh, no longer do you have the international league. No longer do you have those. So, is minor league baseball better off by kind of trimming it back a little bit, or is it something that, that, that uh, is going to hurt the game? Uh, it's going to hurt. It's it's going to hurt, hurt the players some players for sure. for sure because they're not going to have jobs. They're, they they cut. You know, I don't know exactly how many teams they cut, but they, they cut a bunch. Several leagues are no longer in existence. Sure. That uh, that league up in uh, Upper East Tennessee, Northern Virginia, uh, is is no longer in existence. I think they're going to go to a like a collegiate league because there's some there are, there are a lot of collegiate leagues around that uh, allow players to go play after their college season is over. I, I guess some would say, Jeff, it, it it'll mean something to some players who play in anguish I guess for five or six years in minor league making almost no money and never making it to the show that they've been able to go on their life but there are those stories out there that kid that was in languishing for four or five years and all of a sudden something happens and here they are in the big leagues playing baseball and and having a great career Braves have got a couple of them a left-handed pitcher and and a kid called named Casimir that uh, they just brought brought up and sent back down but anyway he's in triple a and and he's at two or three uh games with the big club now and and uh, he's one of those like 12 or 14 year minor leaguers brian barrett handed me the uh brackets for uh baseball softball for seven triple a and uh dick not only did they have the weather to work around now this week they also have graduations to work around uh, we graduation schedule starts tomorrow evening, and, and so you've got teams that are scheduled to play on Tuesday or Wednesday, and they've got a graduation to go to or in, in, in county and so forth. Uh, uh, another thing to kind of mire things around, but hopefully they'll get things in this week in, in some way, shape, form, or fashion and, and come up with teams to move on to the region. One of my favorite graduation stories, uh, we were hosting the uh, state softball tournament here back in its early beginnings, either the first or the second year they had it. And we were out at Samsonite Park uh, hosting it. And there were a bunch of kids from Brentwood Academy who were going to miss graduation. And Larry Gatlin had a daughter playing on the mm-hmm. team. Larry Gatlin of the Gatlin brothers had a daughter playing on the team. And he, he brought the whole team over on his bus and actually had a graduation ceremony for those kids in their uniforms uh, at the ballpark. And he he handled it and uh, organized it and and did the whole thing and it was it was really a sight to behold. Two straight years, Oakland High School when back in the I think nineteen ninety nine two thousand maybe the best baseball teams ever in the in the county graduated two straight years in Chattanooga at Ingle Stadium and uh, as the administrator that traveled with the team 
it was my duty and responsibility and pleasure to kind of hold a graduation on the, the field there for, for that. And in one way, you think, gosh, they hate, I hate that they missed the graduation. On another, Dick, I think from a standpoint of looking back 25 years later, you'll remember your graduation more that way than you would have otherwise, do you think? Middle Tennessee had uh, this weekend had either nine or ten baseball players receive their diplomas. And, of course, they were in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. So uh, I don't know that anything special was done for them there, but uh, maybe this coming this coming home series uh, that will be recognized. Well, let's hope the weather holds out. Graduations are taking place outdoors in most places at the high schools now because when you've got 400 graduates, it's difficult to make that work inside if, if you can help it. So uh, I've got a granddaughter graduating on Saturday night. Congratulations. Looking forward, congr- uh, looking forward to a nice weather night there, and it appears that's going to be the case. But uh, for those principals and those administrators involved with that, I certainly hope they have great weather. I went to an outdoor graduation uh, for my granddaughter at Siegel, had it at the football stadium, and it was so well organized. I told my wife, they ought to do this every year. If, all you, the time. if you knew it wasn't going to rain, that's exactly <laughs> what you do. But I promise you, if the rain's in the forecast, you're sweating bullets. Yep. All right, Dick, that's going to wrap things up. Thanks for being here. Enjoyed it. And better luck at your next broadcast. Uh, bring us bring us one home this weekend. Okay? Friday, Saturday, Sunday. All right. Uh, and high school baseball as well as softball. Get out and see a game if you can. I appreciate you listening to All Sports Talk. Monty Hale will be here tomorrow. We'll have high school baseball coming up a little bit later on this evening on WGNS. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS has been brought to you by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel, Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates, First Bank, Mike Tansel with My Team Insurance, Parks Auction Company, Greg Hall with City Auto Sales, Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living, Steve Rucker with RAI Advisors, Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance.